Howdy, y'all. Welcome to another episode of the G4 Official Podcast, codenamed The Panel Room. I'm Will, as always, your host, and this week, we are interviewing Alex the Dragon as our community member this week. Alex the Dragon, how you doing? Welcome to The Panel Room. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. It's great to be here, hanging out with you. Oh, well, thanks. I appreciate that. First, we should talk about, for those who are listening on the after audio version, uh, he's got a well-dressed, well-dressed today with the red shirt going on. He's got the pirate flag in the background. It's there. It's arrived. We're here. Um, well, well-dressed, sir. Right? The, the, the most, uh, yeah, most, like, official, prepared, uh, dressed interview we've had so far i believe so guys uh alex right so let's let's talk about where you we like we noticed this uh you have rings you have dragon rings i end up finding a dragon ring i haven't worn in probably 15 years i randomly found at this point uh you like dragons is that is that uh, a safe yeah. assumption yes ever like i've kind of been i've really been obsessed with them ever since i was literally a little kid like I like I got picked on in elementary school because I'd get go around, you know, making dragon and dinosaur noises and it kind of made the teachers wonder about me. But it just ran around it's, 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 <laughs> pretty much I mean, <laughs> stuff like that, nice. you know, since I was a very young age. So uh, safe to assume I've kind of committed to it as, you know. You know, so, you know, everybody likes unicorns, or everybody wants a mermaid. You know, why not dragons? Why not dragons? Hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I like dragons too. I I feel you with the dragons. I always thought that, like, you know, event like one of my tattoos, if I ever start actually getting them, would be somewhat dragon related. I don't know why. It's just I always like the dragon, the tiger thing too. I always like all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um. So then, what? So. You, you like dragons. Like, do you have any favorite dragon games, dragon movies, dragon oh, entertainment? Uh, there was a PS2 game. I think it was called Drakengard. It was one of the it was one of the ones where you could actually ride around on a dragon, leveling up the dragon. Uh, all sorts of different endings depending on how 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 your kill count was. Um, best way I can describe it is like uh, Dynasty Warriors, but better. Dynasty Warps of Dragons? Ooh. Because like, the only I, ones I, I know of off the top of my head besides that is, like, you know, you have, well, Dragon Quest, clearly. That has dragons. And then there was uh, Panzer Dragoon. You flew a dragon at that at some point, I think. And then, uh, what was it? What was it? Lair? Was that what it was called? That one PS3 one? That was, like, early, early on. Oh, I think it was God. called Lair, if I remember right. I could be wrong, though. Uh... But yeah, not, not like a like, and that's the ones I think off the top of my head. So I, I don't, right. you know, my knowledge of dragging, and I've only just started my first Dragon most, Quest game. Most most games, you know, you're not riding dragons, you're mm -hmm. slaying dragons, which you know, eh, it's a part, it's it's an essential part of a any you know fantasy themed video game. But you know, it, I I guess I was watching this uh, one video where they basically described the dynamics how most drag, you know, where you play as a dragon. Uh, in video games they just don't turn out very well hmm. um with the exception of the spyro series you know the the, the spyro oh, yeah. series kind of oh, did yeah. very very well yeah yeah uh, and i can't believe i didn't think of that right off the top of my head. <laughs> Neither was right. it. Oh, 
<sighs> I guess it's just because it was just too cartoony, but it's still an enjoyable, you know, dragon mm-hmm. experience. Yeah, uh, so then, so when, like, games like Dragon's Dogma or, like, or Skyrim, which part of its plot may have to, like, oh, you have to kill these dragons, or you're, like, kind of feel somewhat offended, or, like, I guess no, I'll no. do No, no, I mean, not really, no. <laughs> um, I mean, no, I, mean, I can't say that I'm offended because it's a fictional creature, mm-hmm. and, you know, legends of that nature are open to interpretation by whoever really wants to. Um, but yeah, no, uh, games where, you know, uh, Dragon Age, uh, Skyrim, where you actually actively slay dragons, it's not that big of a deal to me. Um, cause like, like I said, you know, it's, it's a fictional creature, hmm. you know, so it's not exactly endangered. <laughs> oh. oh, nice. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, like, again, there's a, dragons are always cool. They always have a cool look to them. I mean, you had Dragon Ball Z, uh, you, you know, it's, uh, all these different Pete's Dragon. If you want to get really old school, I'm talking about not mm-hmm. the live action remake, the original. But yeah, it's right. uh, it's so uh, and I and I like that. Like <laughs> it just tells it. You know, it's like your name is like you know, you, Dragon. It's right to the point. Says it right is. Uh, so and, and, then and, and it, a lot of it is my personality too. You know, I do. I have a tendency to get fired up. You know, especially if it's about something I'm really, really passionate in. You know. Sometimes my friends will say, "Okay, there, there he goes with the fire again," you know. <laughs> but it, like, it's yeah. Do you so? Do you ever get like rage, like angry, or is it more just like mm, um, like frustrated? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are times <laughs> when I have uh, what I call uh, righteous indignation. Mm. Um, uh, those they these days they happen a little bit more often than they should. <laughs> With good reason. <laughs> Is it quarantine but, uh, just kind of like ramp it up where it's like you can't like yeah. you can't see the people and you're like, God, I want to grab you and shake you like this. Like norm- normally I have a renaissance fair where I can go to and, ah. you know, get, you know, cut loose, you know, blow off the steam. But in the, a- in, in, in the after times that we're in, you know, we don't get to go to renaissance fairs yet. Do you, it's uh. It's going to be. Do you do you wear like dragon related retire like retire no no retire no at them? Uh, I'm so I'm part of a uh, fair guild. Um, oh we really? Portray uh, Eastern European Roma culture. Uh, our guild is called Laughing Dragon. Um, so uh, I don't really dress up as a dragon, but um, you know it's like the standard stuff you would wear to a Renaissance fair, I guess. Okay. You know. Okay. Although I have seen people dress up as uh, toothless. Oh, really? At, at fairs, and I absolutely adore these little little children oh, running around with their freaking toothless costumes on. I love it. Oh, that, that is cool, though. That's cool. Uh, yeah. If you guys ever been a Renaissance festival, I I recommend going. It's a it's a fun old time. I mean, I guess it's it's, better... it's more for the LARPers. It's more for the LARPers out there. If yeah. you're not into LARPing, you probably won't have that much fun at a Renaissance fair. But Renaissance fairs are definitely, uh, like, if you've never been mm-hmm. and you do decide to go, it's definitely a gateway into LARPing. I will tell you that right now. Yeah. It is the next, it is that first step. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, like, I guess, again, another first step would be, like, medieval times to get kind of, like, the that feel. Is the, that would be a baby step, definitely. Yeah. And then if you kind of like, oh, this is kind of cool, like, seeing Jousting, I recommend going. And, I mean, 
I, I, you know, I'm a person that goes to like cons by myself or events. I don't, I don't care. Like I, sometimes I love going in groups too, but sometimes I move so fast and I feel like I gotta do my own thing. I'll split and come back. But the Ren Fest is, is more built around you being with somebody else or with a group. I feel like even more than like a convention or anything is. Uh, and they have cool stuff there. They have like uh, me. I actually had a Renaissance. Uh, a tankard I got at the Renaissance Festival that I still will sometimes when I stream, like, you'll, I'll drink it with me. Like, they have tankards you can buy, and they have swords, and I've seen, you know, the Link sword and everything, all kinds of stuff in there. Mm -hmm. Um, I recommend going to one, though, if you haven't. But, uh, I, I do want to mention this. I jump in a little early. We'll, we'll get to the G4 stuff later, but I, I, I can't be remiss not to bring up, uh, Jeremy's Dragon Lair. As far as like G four content, did you ever watch that? Or Jeremy's Dragon no. was it Dragon Corner? If, if if that was the early days, then I, I probably did not um, oh, catch that. I I, I I didn't jump on the G four bandwagon until around two thousand eight, two thousand nine. Yeah, this it's... was part of a uh, um. What was it? AOTS or X Play? I can't remember which one it was on, but they, it was a running segment on those shows. I want to say those are listening would probably know, but I'm pretty sure it was. No, I think it was a. It might have been X. I can't remember. But anyway, yeah, one of the they had this guy that would always show up and, and he would like sit on the throne, and he wear this outfit. And it was like a very medieval segment and things like that sort and. He even, uh, sometimes will still do stuff with Kevin Pereira here and there. Like, this stuff when he was doing on the tack, and he would show up and things like that. So, I would recommend checking that out if you never had a chance to watch that. But they had a full thing about that. Uh, so, where, so let's, let's talk about you now. What, where are you doing that? Are you in school? Are you working? What's... Um, I, uh, last, uh, what was it, uh, right at the end of January, I quit deliver, I quit my last job. Um, it was, uh, affecting my mental health, mm. we could say. Um, and I decided to go all in on my acting slash, uh, you know, entertainment career. Mm. Um, I've been kind of working towards that, something along those lines for uh, the last two years or so. Um, I don't even care about being famous. I just want to, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to be told to shut up and just do what I'm told. I would like to shut up and do what I'm told in an industry that I actually, you know, feel like I could contribute something amazing. I don't know if you could tell, but I'm like raw creative energy at all times. I'm always writing down in my notebooks. I'm always, uh, you know, trying on different, you know, looks and whatnot, just for the fact that, Hey, if I got it, I might as well, you know, see what I can do with it. Um, and I was doing okay. I ended up uh, accidentally landing the lead role in an independent film, completely uh -huh. by act. Yeah, completely well, I mean, by accident. It, by accident. That's you know, that's not a bad thing necessarily. Oh, really? Got it, the lead. it really isn't. It really isn't. <laughs> um, but uh, it ended up turning into a podcast because of COVID. You know, the director kind of lost his nerve. You know, we're not we're not going to continue with the movie. We're just going to do a we're going to put a pin in the movie and do, put out a podcast just to say that we uh, got it. So if you're into um, old timey radio, 
programs. Go ahead and check out Eyes on the Night. It is a crime drama. I am the voice of uh, former police detective Wayne O'Brien, who basically Wayne O'Brien becomes a uh, private investigator to uh, basically investigate the death of his uh, training and uh, his his training officer and uh, partner who is uh, killed. So it's like a four. It's like a four episode uh, shenanigans, and um, so it's, it's a full radio play, like old. Yeah, it's a full rate. It's a full radio play. The director, uh, we did it over the course of like three or four Zoom meetings. Uh, the director uh, threw in a um, bunch of sound effects and whatnot. It's uh, like so... my 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 mom my mom liked it a lot. <laughs> there you go. That's what matters. Is mom's opinion. It's it's, it's mother it's mother approved. Mother approved. There you go. So is that is that you think then like just to end it like that's gonna be it for that or maybe one day it might come back as something else or we really don't know. Um, mm-hmm. I right now he's just focused like he it, it's he wrote the director wrote the wrote the script he also uh was producing it so i mean he like a straight up independent film the plan was he was going to try to get this thing into film festivals like sundance and whatnot i'm like awesome cool watch me take sundance by storm um and then covid strikes and it's Mm -hmm. like oh great thanks (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Thanks. I know that feeling. <laughs> I was like, oh, I, it's like, oh, now I'm entering a new decade I li- I, you know, in my life, and I just turned 30, and I'm like, okay, they say you get your success now in your 30s. 30s are new 20s. Let's go. And then, like, a week and a half later, just... <laughs> it's like, well, I guess not. And now, uh, here we are. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Um, <laughs> yeah, here we are. A year later. <laughs> a year, yep, a whole... Man, that's crazy. It's been a year already. Yeah. Yeah. Parts of like it felt had, like it like... dragged and then but then like I think about hindsight I was like it mm-hmm. felt like it was maybe like 4 months ago. I don't know. It's just Oh yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. Uh so yeah. what you uh so do as far as doing entertainment stuff, do you have a preference do you before prefer prefer like uh voice stuff? Do you prefer on camera? Do you have a preference or are you down for whatever? I do not. I do not. A, uh, I, I am casting a wide net in the uh, attempts here. Um, I was going to even uh, try going to stand up uh, comedy uh, open mic nights. See oh, wow. what I can make. See what I could make work there. Um, you know, uh, try being the little ring uh, side of the ring guy, the Paul Heyman type in you know indie wrestling companies. Um, I'm not really close friends with, but I'm, you know, uh, acquainted with um, the old wrestler Gangrel, his ex-wife. I know his ex-wife. Okay, I saw him once uh, at an independent show. Like he was kind of like a surprise that showed up. That's cool. Yeah, That's yeah, cool. yeah. He's he he he's still and he's still doing it, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. He'll show up randomly, mm-hmm. doing doing vampire stuff. <laughs> Good for him to keep it going. I guess you know it's still going. Um, no, that's that's cool. So you're so. D- so then, since you're such a wide net, do you even have like specific goals of what you want? Or you I, like if you have I such do, a wide net, you just kind of go with the flow of whatever happens. As long as you I get, I do have specific goals. They're okay. not necessarily realistic goals. You know, the jur- like 
but but they're goals nonetheless. The way I see it, you know, um, I'm on a road. There's a G4 exit that I'm sitting at right now, mm-hmm. and you know, I, there are plenty of other exits out there along this interstate freeway. So I mean, I'm, you know, I do have goals. Um, one goal is, um, I like. Like I said, not realistic, but I really believe I could play uh, uh, the uh, mole guy from uh, Atlantis: The Lost Empire. If they do a live action of that, like I could tell you have disturbed the dirt. Who are you? Yeah, what are you doing? That sort of stuff. Like uh, that. You know what? That's very specific, but that's great. Uh, Long John Silver. I, uh, I, I can, I can do pirate shenanigans too. You know, I'm a. You know, there are specific goals, and even if I don't make those goals, you know, the journey is what's important. The actual getting to that sustainability to where I'm actually getting, you know, uh, calls for auditions and whatnot, mm-hmm. which, you know, we haven't, we're, we're working on it. It's a snail's pace. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a weird thing, because when I first, like, moved to L.A., I, I originally thought about doing the more of the acting thing, because I did live in college, and then I kind of... The little background stuff, but I kind of wheezed off on it as I was trying to, like, re-sustain myself, and I started going conventions, and then, you know, I just figured, you know, I, as much as it's fun to do acting stuff, like, I'd be, you know, not against it, but I'm more of, like, I'm best at being myself, and being me, and, you know, and flailing about, and talking, and that's kind of why I do. Um, mm-hmm. So, I, as far as, like, goals, I mean, I, I see, you know, I see the the G4 right turn, like, a quarter of a mile down the road. Uh, so, you're doing all that. What was it? So, did you ever, did you ever, like, go to school at all for, like, anything specific? Or did you always want to do so, this sort of thing? Or is this fairly new? It's fairly new, but not. Um, it was. It's a, it's a childhood dream uh, rekindled. Because I've spent, you know, most of my adult life just trying to make, you know, make ends meet, just to just trying trying to get by. So, um, you know, really, what it was, you know, I've tried, you know, I, I've worked at airports, I've driven semi trucks, I've worked on boats, I was in the Navy. That's the reason why I came to California to begin with. Was oh. you know, I joined, I was in the Navy. Only reason I'm still in California is because my daughter lives in Chula Vista. You know, mm. I can't. You know, it's hard to parent for, help co-parent from across state lines. You know, it's you know kind of mm. difficult. Um, so I'm here. I've got the raw raw talent. You know, I I, I have to make these experiences that I've had. I like. I've I've, I've got to. I got to make them count for something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow. Yeah. Like you have a kid, and you gotta you know to to have that goal of being able to do this and then you know provide for the kid and everything else i mean yeah you kind of have to have that drive that if you're gonna be doing this you know you're like all right i'm, I'm ready to go it's, it's gonna be tough but if you really want to do it especially doing it a couple years in you 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 seem to still want to do it you know now kind of have more of the process works mm-hmm. and sometimes it's a long game and it's tiring it's exhausting it's a lot of effort uh you still seem to want to do this so more power to you yeah, over the over, over the course of the pandemic i've taken uh, a couple different acting classes audition classes mm. um and here's a fun one uh the first 
uh, audition class that I took was from Queen Amidala's Crazy Uncle Todd. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Uh, this is a, a gentleman named uh, Todd Thaler. And he is the person who, he was a casting director for The Professional with Jean Renault. Oh, wow. Uh, he, the way he describes it is he's not the person who discovered Natalie Portman. He's the one who convinced her father to be in this incredibly, incredibly adult film. Hmm. So, um, I, I, you know, so I, I've taken, I've, I've taken the steps. I've taken, uh all sorts of you know uh measures i've un i'm enrolled in a uh casting service for uh extras you know i've had like one gig since i signed up for that so that was kind of a, mm -hmm. a borderline waste of money um <laughs> yeah but um you know that's you know the grind and everything you know uh Making it work is just, you know, the the first step. Continuing to make it work, that's that's the thing. That's the thing. Yeah, that can be the toughest part sometimes. Like, even me dad doing now is, like, uh, the quarantine. Some days, you know, I should work on this or try to start this up, and then I just can't get up to do it, you know? And in other days, I'm just ready to go full force. It just really depends. Mm -hmm. Um so you mentioned before, because I do want to ask you, too, a little bit about uh, the truck driving and the Navy thing. So what, what was your experience with the Navy? How did you end up there? How long were you there for? So originally, I am from uh, Utah. Okay. And um, small town in Utah, not a lot of opportunities unless you want to go into the coal mine. Um, not really something I was about, so uh, my grandfather was in the Navy. My stepfather was in the Navy and the Marine Corps. His father was in the Navy. So, I mean, it was just kind of, kind of pushed on me. Yeah. You're, you, you don't like, there's no college money for you, but the Navy's got it for you. Mm. Um, so that's kind of what happened there. My grandfather, uh, my mother's father, he, uh, uh, actually flew jets. Oh. Um, he was a pilot and, um, like he actually after the Vietnam War, he was like dirt. Like he didn't go to Vietnam. He was the one training pilots. Um, mm. But after the Vietnam War, he was the one who retrained uh, Senator John McCain. Oh wow! So, yeah, yeah. That's kind of crazy. So did, is that what you ended up going with, like pilot stuff? Like no, 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 no. You have to be an officer, mm. which requires a four-year degree. So no, I didn't. Uh, no, I was just enlisted. Uh, I was going to try to be on the flight deck originally, but my stepfather was not having it. He's like, no, you're going in the engine room. You're going to get a real job, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Mm. Turns out a couple of years later, uh, I was not doing well functionally. I was terrible at the military stuff, and I ended up getting uh, getting uh, asked, asked politely to leave. <laughs> oh, jeez. But, uh, but I not, guess... Not an honorable discharge, but not a dishonorable <laughs> discharge either. So then like More that... of a... Pi pirate discharge pirate, pirate discharge. yeah just walk the plank but you know you know uh kind, ki kindly walk that way so don't go away mad just go away so then like that that must be a weird moment for you because on one hand parvi's probably like oh well thank goodness like they're letting me go i don't like i have a reason now to not kind of want to stay in there but then at the same time you're also like oh crap but what am i gonna do now 
Exactly. And that's pretty much how it was for like um, the longest time. I tried different jobs here, different jobs there. But um, the problem was I just have this I, – I want efficiency mm-hmm. when it comes to my professional life. I want to get things done as quickly as possible, as efficiently as possible so that there's no time wasted. That was a big problem with my last job. You know, nobody wanted to help. Nobody wants to help the Amazon delivery drivers out by making our jobs a little bit easier. So, you know, it peak, peak efficiency. Um, and it's borderline obsessive from what people have told me. <laughs> Meh. You know, I if mean, the job gets done, if the job gets done, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 you know, it, it depends on some people how they may take a certain way of you doing it. Uh, you know, it, it all depends, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but then the so you so then you did the truck driver thing. Was that for Amazon that you did that for? No, no. Uh, I used to drive for uh, Swift Transportation. The Swift, uh, they're the most recognizable trucker trucking company out there because it's got uh, they're Swift on the side of the of the trucks That's, and everything. Uh, was that the yellow ones? No, the, no. The white. Uh, ones? They're usually white and purple. Okay, okay, all right, yeah, yep, um, you're right. So uh, how, I mean, how typically did, Penske. How how was that? Did you were you able to like I know there's the truck stops or whatever. Were is that like a little bit at your own pace or how did that even go? So the driving itself, mm-hmm. not too hard. Mm-hmm. Usually, and truck stops, you know, depending on where you're at in the country, there's there's always going to be room. Um, uh, on the East Coast, um, you you have to pay to reserve a spot rather than uh, in the Midwest or West or you know, Intermountain West. They um, you know, you just park where you want as long as you don't crash into anybody. Mm. Um, everything should be okay. I was let go because I caused minor property damage. Oh no! Like less than a thousand dollars worth of property because while driving a truck on the freeway is relatively easy as long as you're paying attention to what you're doing. Parking the trucks, um, not not so much. Not 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 easy at all. Um. Put it like this: the in, in order to get your license, you have to be able to parallel park the truck and the trailer. Like Ooh. you have to parallel park them, and it is like you think parallel parking with you know just a little you know Pinto is hard. Yeah, I don't even know <laughs> if I remember how to. I barely did to pass my driving test years ago. Yeah. Oh God. That's why I, so, I like I never drive that much around here too. It's with certain areas. If I can take the metro, I will. It's just like I'd rather walk and just not even trying to park downtown. So let's oh, see. The first the uh, first yeah. thing I did was I uh, brushed the front of my truck up against a uh, fence. My like I said, minor stuff. Uh, the second time I dragged accidentally dragged the side of my trailer against a concrete uh one of those yellow concrete pylons mm. to prevent crashes or people you know bumping into gates yeah it did its job and like completely destroyed the the door on the trail oh, no. that i had oh god yeah <laughs> oh man what a, that, that was a rough the, day i'm sorry the, the third the third and final straw was when i ripped the front of my bumper off the truck How? oh geez 
How did that happen? <laughs> How you ever been? Uh, I was actually I was actually down in Ote Mesa at the border crossing here in California, uh, picking up my next load. And as I'm uh, backing my uh, em empty trailer up to drop it off, it um, <laughs> like like I I, I you always get out and look before you back up. Mm -hmm. And I did that. You know, I'm looking around. Well, I wasn't paying as close attention as I thought I was. And like, I just hear this crunch. And I guess like the front plot, like, like bumper had uh, brushed up against this short two foot high, four foot long, yellow, bright freaking yellow concrete block. Okay. Man, the yellow blocks, man, are just not... <laughs> every time you I see did... yellow, you're just like, oh no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm sorry. Oh, I mean, thank so goodness. So that was the like, end of my illustrious trucking career. <laughs> I mean, you know, at least like it was like you know it was you just you know and like I mean it's still bad, but at least it, you know we weren't hitting like another person or somebody. Like yeah, that. I never crashed into another car. I never you know hurt anybody. <laughs> My feelings might have been hurt when I, you know, you ripped the bumper off poor Olga. I named my truck Olga. Oh, uh, Olga, nice. Olga, the international. What's and, What's the uh, longest route you've driven? Um, from was uh, Amarillo, Texas, to some town in New Jersey. Oh, that's with me. Get it. Oh yeah, and that was with me getting stopped, have, having to shut down for two days, because the dregs of a big hurricane were hitting Pennsylvania as I was driving through, making it you know unsafe, unsafe to drive, and that is the reason why I did not crash, have never crashed into anybody, is because I knew when to stop driving. <laughs> wow, so just. So is it one of those things where they had? Because I I know I'm asking a lot of questions. I just never really talked about. Uh, it's all this, good. But so when you drive that destination, is it one of those things where it's like, oh, you have to get there by a certain date and just go at your own pace and eat when you need to or whatever and just check in? Um. So Department of Transportation standards say that you are allowed to drive for 11 hours out of the day. Hmm. Other after that, you can't. You're not allowed to drive anymore. Now, that's this. This is like, from what I remember, I could be wrong. They might have changed it. I have no idea. Um, but there's, there's, uh, you know, as as long as you're making at least like 200 miles a day, you're good. Hmm. You know, normally, uh, truckers like my stepmom, my mom's wife, um, they can make they, they usually go about 800 a day depending on uh, uh whatchamacallit um weather hmm. depending on weather conditions they can go anywhere from 800 to 900 miles a day it all depends on how fast you're driving um road conditions all this whatnot hmm. um so yeah i mean it, it all depends on you know you know, pay, you're paid by the mile so if you want to, if you want to make your money as fast as you can, you know, you go a little bit faster than you should. I never went above sixty miles an hour in my truck because that thing is like, I mean, you've probably you've probably seen a YouTube video of this like massive truck 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 wreck, and you know, those things, bad. yeah, they can 
turn your little they can they can turn your mustang into a pony and yeah. it's not going to work out for you so there was incentives if like if you got there like earlier or stuff like that like there was some sort of incentive based on it or just no no because uh the, whoever whoever's receiving it you know sometimes they'll be able to accept it early uh but a lot of times they have other trucks um coming in at the exact same time or or yeah. at that time that you're getting there and it's like no uh we might be able to fit you in we'll see if somebody's coming in late yeah, you know what? That's true. I I, I had my sh fair share experiences of that as well. Like seeing that happen, that was that was always funny to watch. That's always like I never want to be a truck driver because whenever I see moments, especially if you're like in DC or whatever, you're trying to back in this alley and there's like two or three trucks all trying to like get in and out at the same time, and then they have to wait and you have to wait and drag it. Oh, glory! It's a it could be a mess. It's 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 in hindsight, it's funny to think about them just like moving all around all over the place but at the time mm -hmm. sometimes it can be stressful um everything in your room everything in my room everything in everybody else's room everybody who's watching everything in their room was delivered to a store by a trucker like they are they are tr like everybody's a, like like there's all these essential you know nicknames and whatnot but when it comes right down to it truck drivers they're the red blood cells. They get things to where they need to go. If that make like that kind of makes sense. Yeah. No, that's no, it does. That's true. Yeah, it's you're right. They do everything. Food, every every single thing. It's it's Yup. Man. The pack the packages you order on Amazon, they're delivered by an Amazon trucker. You know. Yeah, I just man, more power. It, but it's it, I relate to you in a way too, because Kind of like you, as somebody who's, I guess, more of an entertainer of sorts now. Anyway, it's like our past experiences are varied and way different than kind of what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. So that, you know, and it just goes to show just, you know, even you might have done this and this doesn't mean you can't switch over to this. It's going to be tough, but it is doable. Yeah. Um, yeah. So keep that in mind. Uh, let, let's now let's get to the G four stuff a little bit. We kind of brought this up briefly earlier, but how did you find G four? How did you come across G four? You see, it came in two thousand eight. So you're like right in the middle there. Mm -hmm. Um, it was actually uh, unlike everybody else. It was Ninja Warrior that did it for me. The original Ninja or Warrior, American? The the original kind. Oh, okay, okay. Levi, I'm you and Boogie. Climbed and anybody who tower. doesn't say it, friggin' good old Levi. It, that's mm -hmm. my whole beef. That's my whole beef with the with the with the new one. There is no Levi, so that's not. You don't. The only U.S. U.S. citizen to actually climb Mount Midoriyama, and he's not on the American version. Come on, guys. <laughs> Somebody is messing up over there, uh. or maybe he just didn't want it. Who knows. All right, so, yeah, so <laughs> you, you watch it. Ninja Warrior is the thing that pulls you in. And then, so what keeps you after Ninja Warrior? Um, I, right after, like, I was watching it during the day, as it was a rerun, of course, and right after that, it was X-Play, and then Attack of the Show. Uh, you know, I just basically ended, like, I ended up watching it all day, not realizing that I it had been all day. So... You know, it was, it was like, the, like I could tell that there was some, you know, fun. It, it, it had potential for being 
just what people in our age in our in our age ranges needs mm -hmm. you know as long as it's got that geek yeah, geek or gamer themed content i was i was golden you know uh there there was like and there wasn't and still kind of isn't you know a lot of that going around so i uh, did you stick with it till the end did you stop after a certain point i did i i i did not um i ended up uh losing out on cable uh when i moved from california back to utah um and by the time i had i had gotten back uh cable access it was it was already off the air and i'm like what 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 happened so when did you Who stop watching it like how long were you watching before before you had to a... say two Like I probably have my timing mixed up, but um, in 2011, probably probably right before, probably right before it shut down because I didn't even like it, it. It happened just like that. Like one minute it was there, the next it was it was it was gone. Wow. Um, was that bef did was that roughly was Kevin still there when you stopped watching, or did you leave at that point? Yeah, Kevin, like, the last I watched the last episode of Attack of the Show was when Mama Liv said that she was going. That though she was going to be going and doing stuff, she would always have a special place in her heart for Attack of the Show. Oh, uh, so okay. I guess uh, technically uh, Liv Liv's uh, last show would be like the last time I was oh, really wow. kind of wow. on it. So this um, is very interesting because you, you literally kind of had like the middle portion after it kind of became this really like hot thing, mm -hmm. pop culture thing and stuff like that. Uh but you kind of missed a bit of the end, and then you missed, like, kind of the beginning, the tech TV, G4, the merger, mm -hmm. and all that. So you had to write that middle viewpoint. That's very interesting to me. So yeah, did cause, you... Because when, when, when it did... Because remember, like, it, I went to boot camp when I was... When it was uh, 2003. Mm -hmm. So if, uh, it, it, like, 2004... Yeah. Five was when it started. It was four. So I was it was, like, Perfect. right at the beginning of my Navy fiasco... So, um, like, I hadn't even heard of it at that point. But mm. well, no, so did so. Since then, have you gone back to watch that older stuff that you never saw, or did you catch ever like watch and catch up like the end stuff that you missed, or did you just kind of like did you ever like Not look really. up to what happened or anything? Mm -mm. Um, I looked up uh, news articles and kind of you know got to the bottom of it. Um, I mean, is X play like like in fact, it's like. A good philosophy question mm -hmm. is x play even x play without adam sessler hmm. like these, right. are, these are the thoughts that could keep one up at night if they were obsessive compulsive <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's uh yeah it's a heck of a story i mean if if you haven't i recommend watching like some of the old because you came in Esquire's I think... the bad guy i know that <laughs> yeah yeah well it's like uh you know because i don't think you were by 2008 i think a lot of the a good portion of the shows that a lot of us talk about, like, in the Discord stuff, were no longer there. Like, your Cinematext, your Icons, right. your Filter. You know, I think around 08 is when it kind of started narrowing down. Where we really only had was Attack, X-Play, Cheats, and then it kind of would vary up. You know, sometimes you had <clears throat> Hurl, or, you know, you had... Uh, <laughs> Like it's F and Science later on. It was always kind of alternating between stuff, and they got more campus PD I, and stuff like that. I, 
Um, uh, I really kind of liked Proving Ground. Proving Ground was good. Uh, yeah. Rest, rest, rest yeah. in peace, Mister Dunn. Rest in peace, Mister Dunn. Yeah, I was just re I was just rewatching the because uh, like I I watched uh all the live stuff spooey on his channel and then none started putting stuff on his channel like 2011 2000 so i was watching 2011 when and ryan dunn was on there i was like man and they were promoting it it's like oh man um yeah that was fun show too so but you never went back did you ever watch any of those shows at all or were you just kind of like oh, i'll just wait and they no um i'm not a, a huge huge on tech mm. um when people start talking tech, I just kind of, kind, kind of smile, nod, and look pretty. Mm. You know, I'll, I'll pretend like I know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Gigabytes, yeah. yes, yeah, quite. I concur, sir. You know, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Like, like I feel like shows like tech TV and whatnot are really for people who are really obsessive about uh, obsessive about their gaming rigs, and um, I, I like I. Build, building my own computer while fun i'm pretty sure it's quite ex expensive and um now I'll, I'll stick to consoles <laughs> i'll stick to a console uh, um no no disrespect to the pc master race props and respect for your knowledge and you know stuff mm -hmm. but I, I I I know my place. <laughs> I I'm kind of in the boat with you as far as the, I mean I only got a PC in the last couple years for the first time and I'm starting to get used to PC gaming PC game more especially with the Game Pass and all that. But yeah, for mm. the longest time I was just like ah I like my controller I the console I don't want to you know and then as Twitch started becoming a thing I was like all right I guess I better get one and it's nice to have uh some games nope. on there to play you can plug in your controller now anyway for most of them mm. uh but no that's interesting because uh like i i would because like x play started at tech tv like it was tech tv show originally and then it kind of right. got brought over and then like what you were talking about was like screensavers that was kind of before attacking the show and was more focused like that uh and then like icons was basically view game documentary sort of like a prelude to that and then you know you had filter which was like countdowns and things of that sort so i'd be curious as to what you would think if they brought those shows back now if if that would be something you're into or not i mean is there anything just just, just because i'm not into it yeah. doesn't mean that other people are, are going to be on that on, on the same you know thing as me right you know, we are all varied and individual people, and we all have our different preferences. And just because I don't think I, I didn't get wasn't into the tech TV stuff back in the day doesn't mean that, you know, I if, if they bring it back, good. They've got another show on their network. You know, right now, they you know, uh, what they've got right now with the B4G4 stuff is great. And if that transfers over to the actual network and not just the Internet part then awesome but they're going to need more so if they bring back tech tv with the tech knowledge and the tech know-how and the you know asking of tech questions if i end up watching it one, one at one day i might actually end up start randomly building my own com gaming computer and calling up somebody like what am i doing wrong yep, yep. uh yeah, just like you know it 
No, my, so, my preferences I mean, are my preferences. Your preferences are yours. I you mean, know? do you, do you, is there anything specific? I mean, besides like Attack Show Next Play, do you have anything else content wise you want to see brought back from what you watched it? Um, I made I I made a pitch um last month uh, for an updated version of Web Soup. Okay. Um, basically, it'd be the soup kitchen where because you know basically there's people all over the country all over the country all over the world who are doing basically the same thing that was happening in web soup chris hardwick talking narrating web videos mm -hmm. well, there's so many people doing different versions of that and each one is pretty pretty friggin' awesome you got aussie man down in australia you got Land up there in canada uh this new one that i uh discovered is uncle roger who's a, a, a asian gentleman who critiqued who critiques people trying to cook Asian food. Oh yeah, I think I've seen and, one of his videos, yeah. Uh funny stuff. And then you've got the the VR content creators like uh these guys called the boys. Um just a group of guys goofing around in VR and it's just ridiculously funny. Um there's just so much out there that you know you can do and you can make an hour long show hosted by somebody and if you add in an aspect like uh, whose line is it anyways um you could have a lot a lot of fun with it okay um, i i see where you're going with it okay a little you know the soup kitchen where the points don't matter and we're probably gonna get sued by drew carey friggin <laughs> who knows <laughs> but something to that effect of just something like, like that exactly ah, that's, that's you know uh, it's a, it's 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 an intellectual pop property that's been updated, upgraded, polished up a little bit, and the and the running grat and the running gags at Hardwick's expense would just be so much fun. <laughs> oh my, like 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 it's all done in front of a green screen. So for the green screen backdrop, you have mutant zombie Chris Hardwick's mutant zombie Chris Hardwick clones attacking, and mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, we turn it into a great big you know apocalyptic thing. Oh my god. We should never have come in back into the kitchen. Chris Hardwick left such a mess. Oh no, Jeez. we got to clean up his mess now. Save oh. us, Olivia Munn. <laughs> you have a sword. Save us. And that's a good way too for like another show like that to have like you could have uh people from different shows like cross over to like from all the different G4 stuff to cross over. Mm -hmm. And it's a good opportunity for that. Otherwise, like, besides, like, doing, like, an E3 or, like, an Extra Life event, that way you can see how the staff and everybody interacts with each other that normally doesn't. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, I guess you get celebrities and stuff on there, too, I guess, as well. But, um, that's it. So got something to promote. Yeah, so you're down for, like, new content. You're, you know, if they bring back old stuff, you're all right with that, too. Do, is there... As far as like where you think they're gonna have it, are they doing are they doing the peacock thing? Are they doing TV, internet, a bit of everything? It has been said on multiple occasions that if it has a screen, G four is going to be there. Hmm. Um, all we can do is speculate as to what that means, but I'm fairly certain that you know it'll probably have uh you know a cable channel if you have Directv or whatever. You know, I mean, is that um, explaining attack a show could be the K on cable? I mean, is that or is that gonna be a streaming? Like, where is that gonna be? And then where's these other I mean, shows gonna be at? You know, you're, 
your guess is as good as mine. It's just uh, my job is only to look pretty and say words. <laughs> hey. Hey, I, I have no I I don't know anything. I just read what I mean, the teleprompter says. Like, like, those are those those like I'm down here. Those decisions are so far up here mm -hmm. that all we can do is speculate. Right. And it's fun to speculate. Yeah. It yeah. is fun. I mean, that's why I like asking. That's why I like I know what like what people want to see, you know, and everybody has like different answers. And especially, you know, I've had people that, you know, have watched, you know, kind of more of the beginning stuff. And then, you know, it's people like you that kind of came towards the middle. And it's that's why I like talking with you guys on here because it's very interesting to hear all these different perspectives from what they think of G4 and then what they think G4 should be now and things like that. But so far you're as with all the content they've done so far, you're pretty, pretty good on that. Oh, absolutely. In fact, even with like the first, uh, the, at, at the very beginning, when we first started seeing Frost and Ovalie, mm -hmm. you know, on, like I'm seeing them on my Facebook feed and I'm like, huh, okay, I, I, I can dig these people. But then, you know, like I'm, I'm reading in the comments, people, you know, the trolls with their, you know, word vomit it's like who cares leave leave them alone like you, you're gonna freaking talk this trash to people who you don't know for what reason it's been great stuff i think frosk and i can share righteous indignation like 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 i feel like that is one that that could be a frosk setting i get you know, I righteous see it. indignation you know, Ovali Av and I could freaking vibe on freaking all the different animes. I do a really good All Might voice, and I think she likes Hear My Hero Academia. You know, <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, man, you know. it's uh, I think about that too. You know, I have, I'll, I'll wait until it's my turn at the in the spotlight. But uh, you know, I have like certain ideas and stuff with them be cool. But I'm with you, especially like uh. Like, Frost, to me, is, like, one of those people that, uh, like, after watching, I'd be, like, I would probably either, you know, if I was, like, at a party or event, which I'm usually at by myself, I'm, like, people leave me alone. I don't want to interact with people. Well, now I probably do after the pandemic. It's a little bit different story. But, you know, like, she'd be that one person to be, like, oh, I'll go talk to you. You'd be that one person that at least be, like, woman to, to talk to me. I'm, like, you just, like, talk for, like, a second and be, like, all right, I guess, you know. I feel like she would be that person that'd be like, all right, I'm down to talk a little bit, I guess. Uh, like if I didn't know anybody there and I'm just like, I don't know who to, what, what to do. I guess I'm going to you. Um, I don't know how she would feel about that. But that's why that's the vibe of it. Um, <laughs> so what, so, so that's the thing. So, but if you're, but is that, but you're open to doing some G4 stuff as well. You submit audition like I did or more mm -hmm. like I did. It was just like, just like, after I saw everybody else was doing, I was like, "Why am I only? Oh, yeah, I get, I get it. <laughs> I get. I didn't like, put as much I, fancy I, effort into it." For for my video, I rented a uh, studio room in Riverside. I had uh, the director, makeup gal, and sound guy, sound guy, and camera guy from the indie movie come out and help me film it. Oh, it cool. ended up like like don't don't think that I'm like made of money, but I did end up spending like uh, like three hundred and fifty dollars uh, total. It's like a uh, hundred and fifty for three hours in front of their green room, their green screen room, like mm -hmm. a giant green screen. Um, I paid my director like seventy five bucks, the makeup gal sixty bucks, the sound guy sixty bucks, the camera guy wouldn't let me pay him. Um, you know, and it's like like they're professionals. 
So I wanted to show them that I respected their skills, even if I couldn't pay them, you know, the full amount that they would normally, you know, mm. charge for something like this. Mm. You know, they know that it's all about the respect. Mm. Um, oh, that's... Uh, and it was great. Like, I, we did it to where uh, the, the green screen background was uh, the elusive man's uh, office from Mass Effect 2. Oh, nice. Yeah, I... Uh... uh it, it was it was great we even did like the makeup gal did double duty and like attacked me and i like the the vibe we were going for was like i was trying to tell people that i'm into video games and geek mm -hmm. culture without outright saying that i'm into video games and geek culture i mean i had a pip boy on my arm um like i just like i had a star trek com badge <laughs> on my chest um <laughs> And I had, at the end, I ended up having somebody, you know, one of my buddies tossed me uh, a Nerf gun that, you know, I cock and looking all cool and pointed at the camera. I'm like, bang! And, you know, it was a, it was a whole lot of fun working on it. It was so much fun. Oh, that's good. Um, that's good. Like, it, like I'll, I'll, I'll IM you a link if you want to see it. Yeah, yeah, I want to see it. And just... And, you know, it's what happens when, you know, you facilitate uh, connections. And I had hoped to make more connections throughout the making mm -hmm. of this, of the of the film, but I couldn't. So work within the confines of what I had, called up who I knew. And uh, I feel like, like, I, I, I really enjoyed working on it. I wrote, I wrote the monologue myself um, and the director kind of did his thing. And um, I'll, I'll let you be the judge. I, I, I'm, of course, going to be, you know hyping myself up uh, i mean no i mean i, I can tell for it here like because i i i still don't have really like the right connections for stuff like that so i didn't really i didn't really do an audition video like everybody else did like my thought of what the audition video was was apparently different from everybody else's that might have been my problem <laughs> but now I, but now it's like i'm kind you know i'm kind of doing my own way now and i'm like this this is kind of trying to make up for what i did before because you know um Right, but no, but that's all. That's awesome that that you still <laughs> had a good time doing it and everything oh, like that, yeah. and you had those people that were willing to help you. And like, yeah, you're right. Like having connections like that really helps with this kind of stuff. Uh, I, put, I uh, put on my Assassin's Creed uh, cloak for it at the end. Ooh. Um, I'm not a cosplayer. I'm an alter ego. Is mm. uh, that means I create a character and put it into other people's playgrounds. Um, nice. I won't. I won't like uh I won't dress up as Ezio from Assassin's Creed, but I'll dress up as uh Alexi. I'll dress up as Alexi. I am assassin guy from Eastern Europe. Don't don't mess with me because I got the things. No, oh, okay. I see. I tried. I see. For the record, I tried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I see. You're yeah. You're like just like <laughs> these characters. You're just like that one guy that stands out and nobody wants to deal with. You're like, but hey, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm one too. You know. Hi, I'm over here. <laughs> over here, I just nice ignore him. Oh god, um, nobody likes me. Oh, that's funny. So, have you been to like a? Have do you like attend conventions or anything, or do you oh, yeah. dress up at these conventions or anything? Um. So. I don't really mess around. I don't. I don't really tell around. Like I live in Poway, California. It's North County, San Diego. So I don't. Okay. Don't really mess around with San Diego Comic Con a lot because it's just insane. Like unless, house. yeah. Like I like I can. Back in the day, you could watch watch coverage on a TV network. Mm -hmm. But now, now it's like uh. Now, now, now they're they're streaming it, which is 
eh, about the same. Yeah. Um, but uh, I was actually a uh, volunteer for the Salt Lake City Comic Convention, ah, a.k.a. Okay. Salt Lake City Comic Con. You might remember that they had issues with San Diego Comic Con um, over the name and whatnot. It was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard of the Salt Lake. I've never that. been to it, but I've heard about it. It's 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 a good one. Um, I was one of their operations ninjas. Basically, your stand your standard uh, convention volunteer for the, at least for the Salt Lake convention is usually there for like three or four days of the con. That's it. Mm -hmm. The operations ninjas, the team I was a part of, we were there for like a solid week and a half, moving stuff. I was actually in charge of dressing trolls. The trolls, like they had. Uh, life-size Weta statues of the trolls from The Hobbit and Lord of oh, Rings no, movies. Oh, not the DreamWorks trolls? No, 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 no. Birdie and the other two. I, I can only remember I, Birdie's I name. But, um, but not those yeah, trolls. I, you were talking about the other, like the cool trolls. from The cool trolls from The, the Lord of the Rings mm -hmm. and The Hobbit. Um like lifestyle statues of them oh, that were cool. anatomically correct. And they did not, nobody at the convention realized that they would be anatomically correct. So they ended up having to create, I kid you not, underwear for these giant naked trolls, which were, they like, they had this, like, the coverings, but like from the backside, when, you know, people are checking out these statues. Mm -hmm. These, these 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 mannequins it's like um mom what's that and yeah that's a fun conversation to <laughs> to listen to let me tell you <laughs> oh my gosh that's funny and uh so for the next couple of years i was uh the only one who knew which outfit and which underwear went to which troll so oh, that's wow. kind of, that's that's how you make yourself invaluable at a convention Cover up the naughty bits. Cover up the naughty bits. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> man. Oh god, it's a fun experience. Come on, fun experience. Um. Oh yeah. So uh, uh, I was also. Oh yeah. I was ahead. also the. Uh, oh sorry. Um, I was also the uh, uh, volunteer coordinator for the uh, Utah Winter Fair, uh, a couple years. Um, it was pretty much the last. Like Utah's got so many events for oh, cosplayers. Yeah? Oh yeah, uh, they've got their own anime convention. A uh, couple Renaissance fairs a year. Um, I was in charge. I, I was in charge of volunteers for the Utah Winter Fair, which was really the only uh, winter-themed Renaissance fair, fantasy fair that you would see. Hmm. Um, very, yeah, very small. Uh, oh yeah, it, very, very small. Um, but it was fun in the fact that you know because it was small. We, you know, volunteers got to, you know, do a little bit more hanging out with stuff. Um, we could goof off a little bit more. Mm. Um, and so that was, that was, that was really fun. Um, so, and you said that's, is that more similar to Ren Fair? Like there was just like different stations or? It's similar. Like it, it it's like a Renaissance fair, except during winter. Um, we would have armored combat fighting, you know, guys with full armored. Oh, full wow. armor and swords freaking wailing on each other oh yeah in fact that's a show that need that, that like that's a brand new show that g4 needs to have full armored combat fighting <laughs> yeah like that would be fun to watch um Man, they had that, that yeah. and all sorts of different stuff um it was 
basically the last chance for Renaissance Fair vendors to make some money before the holidays. That was really the true purpose of the Winter Fair. Um, obvious money grab, but you have fun when you're there. Was that is it? Was that a season long thing as well? Like it was that for a period of time, which was a couple mm-hmm. days. Just like the first weekend of December is oh, what it usually okay. was. Oh yeah, I had no idea. That that is interesting. Oh yeah, I can I I can show everybody a world of geekdom that y'all never thought was imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh. Yeah, the, I mean, to wrap things in full circle, I remember because we were talking about stuff we've seen at Renaissance Festival. You you saw Toothless. I saw the Homestuck Trolls. The, and the, on the, that the, note... The, <laughs> um, the what Trolls? The what Trolls? The, the Homestuck Trolls? The Homestuck Trolls. Do you, you know what Homestuck, Homestuck is? Homestuck? I, I don't don't, don't I look do. it up. You, you don't want to know. You don't want to know. Um, I'm gonna take your word on it, bud. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look it up at you know, you know. I, I'm not. I don't want upset. Like, uh, if there's any by part of the community that's fan of that, you know, more power to you. But it was weird seeing them at the Ren Fair. I'm sure there was like a meme version of that. I'm sure, but it was a, it was like a web comic thing that was really popular. It might be around that time, like. Like mid two thousand, I think it was around G four was still on. It might have been right after. It was right around that time. But it was a, it was a whole thing, hot thing for a minute. Um, but we're gonna wrap it up there for now. I think the again the moral of the this story, you know, each as as I have each guest on, there's different like lessons and things to learn from each one because everybody has different experiences in life. And this one is, you know. Again, you could try several different things. Don't let that discourage you from not doing what it is that you want to do. Um, and it's still possible to do that and just go for it. You know, just just give it a shot eventually. Don't stick around too long at a place that, you know, if it doesn't make you happy being there, I mean, it's hard because I know you have to sustain yourself and things like that. But eventually try to, you know, move on at some point because you don't want stuck mm-hmm. in, you know, be there forever. I mean, that- yep. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Uh, well put. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I, I try. Uh, so <laughs> in the meantime, uh, Alex the Dragon, uh, you mentioned you, had, you did your little radio show thing. Do you have uh, other stuff to plug, anything you're in, or any other shows you do? Nothing right now. I am. Like, if, if, if you want somebody to crap jokes on your podcast, guys, holla at your boy. Mm-hmm. Where can people follow you? Uh, you can follow follow me on the Facebook, Alex Hillier, Hillier uh, uh, Instagram, Alexander Hillier, uh, Twitter, uh, JRev365. <laughs> Very, yeah, I think, I think, awesome. Like, I, 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 think I, I think I have all the bases covered. Wide net, very big net, huge. Huge, all huge yeah. net. You're all over the place, man. You're all <laughs> over the place. Uh, well, in the meantime. We're going to wrap up this episode here again. Thanks to Alex the Dragon for being on this episode. And uh, I'll be back for our next episode with a different member of the G4 community. 